welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Detailers. Hey, before you listen to this episode, I really want to encourage you to do two things, right? Two very easy things that you're going to benefit from a lot. First, every Wednesday night, 7.30, hop on Zoom, use your phone, use your tablet, use whatever you want. Use meeting ID 918-800-1188 and come have a beer with detailers from around the country. Hey, nothing more better than to chill in your own couch, your own patio, wherever. We got guys that are detailing. We got guys that are sitting by the pool. They're all over. You know what? We've got even ladies from up in Canada that keep hopping on. Who knows? Who's going to be on this Wednesday, 730 Central, 918-800-1188 is the meeting ID. All right, number two, the second thing that is going to benefit you a lot is also use that number and send me a text, 918-800-1188, and let me know how I can help you. We're not sure what's coming and looming, but boy, all I know is if we can be a community together, work, chat, back and forth, then we'll all grow and continue to push forward our great detailing industry through the coming tough times. Hey, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Hope you make it a great day. Welcome to another edition of Helping Young Detailers. Uh, Nick, we are now, this is uh, July 20th, 21st. My little yeah, foggy. Uh, yeah, my... July 21st. All right, thanks. We, uh, we just rushed in off the beach with a little storm front coming in. And uh, we, uh, we had some technical difficulties yesterday, so we're reshooting <laughs> again today. Thank you for yeah. your patience. Uh, we have been trying to help, uh, but before we get into the topic, we're, we're, we're going to try to close down our final segment on competition. And it's been a really great talk. I think we got a lot of value out of uh, last week's. I know uh, it's something that not very many people have ever discussed in our industry. So uh, a lot of great uh, content, and I know we got some good stuff today. We want to catch up with you, though, and find out what's going on in Vegas. I know yesterday Mobile Tech Expo has now officially released uh, that they are not going to do uh, Mobile Tech nope. uh, Vegas. Uh, we're still in discussions. Hopefully, uh, we'll get to pull off a uh, live uh, event for Education Day, but uh, not quite sure yet. So uh, what are you seeing over there in Vegas? Well, I think it's pretty much everywhere now. You know, the mask mandates and, and everything like that. We have had some some bar closures, but there's there's some ways around that, like if you serve food or whatever. So we're sort of under partial closure, not really closure. You know, we have people suing the government because their bar got closed and not the other guy's bar. Uh, you know, so we're just kind of in that weird period with everybody in the country. You know, we're not really any different. Obviously, I talked to the to the nice people at Mobile Tech Expo. For those that don't know, I was supposed to speak uh, specifically on the pandemic and sanitizing and, and really get into th some things that you and I have done in detail already on this, on this program. Uh, but you know what, Marty? It, 
it's probably the same everywhere. I mean, you're under some sort of mask mandate and it, it, that seems to be the levels of that just seem to be the only different state to state at this point. Some people are everywhere. Some people are in this inside, outside. So we're, we're really no different. I mean, I think the gathering, you know, reason mobile tech is affected is the gathering of so many people is probably still the worry. Uh, but we're, we're really no different than what you probably have in Tulsa, what you're experiencing in Florida today or anything like that. Well, I mean, besides uh, the 18-wheeler that went flying past mm-hmm. us uh, on I-65 mm-hmm. coming out of Birmingham, uh, where we still didn't really see much uh, results, this was insane. Literally, probably, we don't know, 70, 80 miles an hour over in that right passing lane, getting chased by cops and only hits two cars. I mean, it was we were expecting a big explosion and, like, we thought we were going to be stuck for hours because it was just insane. The, the crazy uh, driving yeah. uh, was was definitely not what we're used to in Oklahoma. The other thing we weren't used to was uh, the amount of masks that people were wearing. Uh, they're here even locally, uh, we're down by Panama City, and there are uh, rumors that people were getting fined uh, if oh, you yeah. don't wear your mask. So uh, on our way down, it became apparent that we weren't in Oklahoma anymore. And uh, it's like, girls, uh, we just, it's part of, I think, the way we're going to have to live our lives. So uh, we, we mask it's like, up. It's like, hey, it's like what we advocate on here. I mean, you're just going to have to adapt. You know, there's nothing, yeah. you know, there's some things in this world worth fighting for and putting a mask on to, to go to the grocery store is not where I'm drawing the line. You know, I, if I got to wear it, yeah, I've now finally, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to wear it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, uh, <laughs> We have, uh, we have adapted and we're continuing to grow. One of the things that uh, we want to know from you, uh, has, has you made any uh, adaptations now from new stuff for your business or business is still going to continue to operate the way that you've been operating? Well, we kind of said this at the beginning of coronavirus and I'll say it now. We're just in more communication. You know, our communication level is, is probably 10 times what it was pre-coronavirus, you know, our, our clientele is, a, is really autopilot. You know, that's, that's our business model. Nobody has to think about it. We run your car life, that kind of thing. We're just in more contact. You know, we've had more people, uh, you know, sort of take vacations, uh, you know, need their car cleaned up after the vacation where they had normally flown somewhere or whatever. Uh, but, you know, I kind of said this the entire time, you know, we just are customer centric from our business model. You know, our business model is just customer centric. I mean, we don't really dictate a lot to our customer. We do a lot of things that fit what they need done. And so we just really adjusted the model a little bit where, you know, we'll offer some sanitizing and things like that to people that have maybe never purchased it. That was never on their, their plan. They're never, they never really saw it. But, but quite frankly, we, we just talk to them more, make sure nobody's getting nervous. Make sure we're, we're you know, I, I'm just constantly on the phone. And I've told you that, you know, one of the things that people get in trouble with is thinking about automation. You know, how can I automate things in my business? And that all sounds great. But when you have times like this, if you're automated, you got to shut all that down because you got to, you now got to start talking to the customer more. And so, you know, that personal touch has gone a long way. I think it's, it's you know, obviously we had a record month in June. You know, I kind of told you that, you know, that we had that record month and, you know, I think it just came down to communication. Yeah. So with your business uh, and, you know, we've chatted about it a bit before. I just want to go back over it a little bit, but so 
how do you then from your business, the way you operate, the way you just said, the way you're customer centric and you're in all that. So how does your business then view competition? Well, you know, to break it down, I don't, I don't really view that we have much competition because not every, nobody's really doing our type of business model. Yeah. And, you know, I'm having this discussion with a couple of people right now trying to help them with their business and they're struggling. And we had it last week, you know, I don't know if you've released those videos yet, where I just kind of implore people, stop doing everything everyone else is doing, right? Find a way to be a different type of detailing business. And there are a million ways to do that. If all you want to do is polish and coating, you're going to be like 99% of detailers in your area. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. We, we can say, you know, that, that that's not the case, but you and I know it is. Um, if, you, if all you want to do is polish cars, then you're going to be competing against everybody. Uh, we do maintenance. We do coatings. We do correction. We do, uh, you know, what we would consider and, and a lot of people would consider is we do collection management where we help our clientele run car collections of theirs because it's very, very time consuming for them. So we'll schedule services, we'll gas vehicle. I mean, we do a lot. Yeah, you're so, full on. You, so you, you do everything that people do, but you just do it differently. It's yeah, much I mean, more we, niche in a sense, and you can go even in more in depth with your customer. Yeah, and, and here's the deal. Uh, we'll go years without seeing customers. I mean, I got customers we haven't seen in five years, personally. They're so busy, we run it. If they have a question, they text me or call me. And, and it, you know, we're making people's lives easier. What I think detailers need to ask themselves, and you and I have discussed this before, if you're not making somebody's life easy today, I don't know what you're doing. That's why the shop model to me is, is, really, is really tough because the world is getting more convenience. And there's nothing convenient about somebody having to drop a car off and take an Uber home and it's, they don't have their car for two and three days. And that model to me is under pressure uh, with just how we are now as Americans in the world of convenience. And so, you know, I, we really start from the customer backwards. How can we make their life easier? And, and that's, that's kind of where we work from. So you, you compete against everybody, right? In a sense, yeah. any other company yeah. that's out there that can clean cars, you compete against them. However, you don't really compete against them because you've made yourself set apart and what you do. So think yep. of it this way, uh, guys, and here's what I think a great analogy for us would be, right, Nick? Uh, we said this yesterday when I reached over and I grabbed, uh, this is a new, a new seltzer that Corona yep. has come out with, right? Uh, there's so many, right? If you're a uh, adult beverage company now, you, you almost have to come out with a seltzer. And yep. almost every single company has come out with a seltzer. So, if everybody that's in this world wants to do the same thing, right? Uh, how do they view competition versus how do detailers view competition, right? I mean, we know that Coke and Pepsi used to go after it, it's each other. Yeah. We know that, you know, there's a lot of times there's marketing that, uh, that big companies do. And yeah. we don't always so, know the vibe yeah, of but, everything, but. Yeah, but let's stop there. Coke and Pepsi used to go at each other. And then Pepsi started to go into snacks and diversify their business where they didn't really care who drank Coke and Pepsi because they owned 5,000 different product lines. They cared about the Coke and Pepsi thing as when Pepsi was the driving force behind their business. 
when they started moving their business and diversifying it, they no longer cared about Coke. It was like, hey, we own five thousand, we own Frito Lay, we own you know chips and dip, and you know they only cared about Coke when they were trying to do what Coke was trying to do, and vice versa. And as they started to branch out, you started to not really hear much about Coke versus Pepsi, right? That's just like, you know, you may like one more than the other, but those two companies, they didn't really care about each other. They were like, hey, you know, I'm doing something else. I'm buying Gatorade and I'm buying vitamin water and I'm, I'm moving on from that debate. And so here's what happened. Truly, who came into the marketplace with the seltzer to, to bring it back to this, they're the ones that made the most, most money because they did something no one else was doing. Now everybody else is doing it to play catch up. And so detailers can take that seltzer thing because we all know it's big now, Corona, Bud Light, everybody's got some kind of seltzer, but truly made the money. Truly made the money and, and has got their stamp on it out of nowhere because they chose to do something that nobody else was doing. And so if you're a detailer, the lesson in that is stop offering, oh, you know, here's my packages. Okay, great. The guy down the street has packages and the guy over here has packages. How is that differentiating yourself? People always ask me our packages. You've asked me before. I'm like, we don't really have one. We don't have packages really. We talk to people and then we develop a plan for that person or that family or, or, or that car owner. That is how we differentiate. And I tell people on the phone all the time, like, dude, I need to see your car. If somebody's giving you a price over the phone, Tell me how that's happening. They don't know what you yeah. need. They're not even looking at your car. And we discussed this with the gentleman last week. And so people look at competition the entire wrong way. I am trying to do things no one else in the marketplace is doing. And then competition becomes irrelevant. That doesn't mean they don't exist, but I'm not focused on them. And I watch all these guys and you, you, know, you, you, you sh sh really shine a light on this for me over the last month. The forums, the Facebook groups, all this stuff. It's all focused on things about this industry and how it's being destroyed by X, Y, and Z pricing. And that, okay. But low pricing is a part of every single business in the world. Like that's what we're going to sit on a forum and argue about. That's what we're going to argue about in a Facebook group is that a guy wants to do it for cheaper. Guess what? They make fake diamonds <laughs> to do diamonds cheaper. Everybody going that route is, is so silly to me. And we're not really having the conversation of competitions here. We're all, there's going to be detailers everywhere. There's a positive to detailers being everywhere is that the customer becomes more aware yeah. that the detailing industry exists, but also why are we focused on it instead of focusing on our business and what we can do better? So I, I just overall, don't understand Overall, if we're looking at the industry, um, and I think what Nick is getting to, which I want to, you know, back up and talk about that for a second, is, is we we wanted to discuss why do detailers view competition the way they do, which is what he was bringing to attention is the amount of well, let's just call it what it is, the amount of bullshit that goes on, and we all know it. And that's why I think you've even said you got out of groups and you got up, but inside the groups is a lot of information being delivered around. So I've tried to spend more time there. And, yep. and it is insane to see the amount of guys that, that will waste time discussing uh, and complaining about competition. And so the overall view from our industry, like if we look from a, uh, what do they call it? A hundred foot view or whatever, when they, 
do a big overlook of the industry, it appears that the majority of our industry can't stand competition. And we almost oh. always want to hate on the guy down the street. And we don't like that guy down the street. And that guy down the street's cheaper. And well, that guy down the street, this, right? And so we don't really like that guy down the street. Yep. And I doubt Coke really loves Pepsi, right? We doubt that, you know, if we look at other industries that, uh, you know, that they just love competitors. But for some reason, we just don't see the amount that we see, right? We're not in other groups. We're not in all that. Yeah. But why do, you think, why do you think, you know, that there's so much of a negative persona around competition when it comes to the detailing world? Well, so I, I have a customer of mine that's one of the largest defense contractors in the world. Now you can imagine what his net worth is. It's pretty impressive. Okay. And he said the greatest line to me that changed my business 10 years ago. He says, you can be right or you can be rich, but you can't be both. There's no such thing. And that, that thing is that, that saying has meant different things to me over 10 years. But now as I age in business, sitting there on the internet and trying to be right on the internet is not going to make you rich. Yeah. Okay. What's going to make you rich is working on your business, educating your customer, going the extra mile. And this is, this is something that every detailer needs to hear. And I know we talked about it last week and you'll be releasing those videos. This industry needs to stop talking to one another and start talking to the customer. I don't give a rip what 50 people in the IDA think because they're not buying my service. Doesn't mean that I don't like them. Doesn't mean that they don't have a place in the industry, but it means their place in the industry is about this big. The customers is about infinite, right? And so we have focused on the wrong things. Those groups and those forums focus on our industry and don't focus on the customer. And that's where you get obsessed with competition and not obsessed with developing my customer base and understand my customer base, understanding me, yeah. my customers know exactly what we do. If you ask them elite level service, elite level, uh, uh processes, we were, we're probably the most professional group of people that they're going to come across in our industry. And you know what? That separates us. And our customers know that because I take the time personally, nobody else. I don't put it on my guys. I don't put it on anyone else. It's my job to tell them our story and where we fit into their life. And I spend 24 hours a day telling potential customers, current customers, people that have questions, people that email us. I tell that story 24 seven. I don't have time to get on a Facebook group and argue with John's detailing in North Carolina that I'm right because I'm not going to become rich doing that. Because the internet, it, it, this whole wanting to be right thing in our industry is, it, it's suffocating everybody. Yeah. What, what's there to be right about? We're just trying yeah. to share information to get better, not argue over whether a $50 detail is, is, is crazy or not. We all know it's crazy. Like, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, we all understand that. But can we move on? Can we talk about bigger things? And this is where you and I have been saying now for a year, we need to level up as an industry. And we need to have bigger conversations and we need to have bigger goals than just arguing with one another about, you know, competition. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. But uh, that is just seems to be uh, a main majority of the way a lot of guys think. And it could be that nobody's really talked to them about uh, not doing it. Could be that, you know, 
we are all very emotional, myself included. When I go to make a post, I want people to know that I'm right, right? Because that's yep. just, if I'm going to spend the time doing it, then by golly, people <laughs> should know I'm right. Yeah. And I think 100%. everybody else is that, that way too. Yeah. We're, we're, we all want people to know that we're right. Yep. And when it comes to a service-based business though, why, why does one person's process or one person's way that they do it have to be yours? And, and that's, no. that's, that's why so I think I, what's, what's yeah. super interesting about the way we view competitors. Go ahead. What's your question? So I got a question for you. And this is, this is, a, this is a great topic that we should touch on. The other part of trying to dismantle the guy down the street is you don't actually know what he did for that 50 or a hundred or $150. And you don't know what the customer told that person. I learned this years ago and I was as guilty as all everyone. We all are, you know, I can't believe what this guy down the street did. Right. I mean, we're all guilty of that at some point in our career and either you move yeah. on from that or you just get suffocated by it your entire career. And here's the question. I have no idea what that customer said to that detailer. Hey, do whatever, buff my car for 50 bucks. And the detailer is looking at his bills and saying, okay, I'll spend 10 minutes and put holograms all over it. I need the $50. You don't know that you don't know what the customer did to that detailer and vice versa. Now, can we agree that it's not right to treat someone's car that way and you should be honest with them and educate them? Yeah. But Marty, you and I've met a lot of people that, that, that bash other detailers and then we ask them questions about their business and they can't tell us about their own business. So we know they're not selling people the proper way. We know we're not, they're not educating people because they don't talk to us that way. Right. I mean, you and I've come across this a lot in the last year together is a lot of words get said and then we start to look for substance and you know, we're looking at each other like you're bashing someone else. I mean, you don't even have your stuff figured out. And so I think the other thing is we got to ask ourselves, that's why educating customers should be the focus of the IDA and the detailing world in general. Stop talking to one another. We've tried that for 25 years. It's done nothing. Nothing. Hasn't fixed anything. Hasn't made prices higher. Hasn't done anything that they thought it was going to do. You were wrong. Move on. Okay. The next move for all of us is educate the consumer. An yeah. educated consumer will not, in most cases, make a horrific decision. They won't because I've, I've been doing it for 20 years now. Okay. If you talk to the people about their car, they may not use you. Okay. They may not use you, but they're not going to make a bad decision with me. When I'm standing there, that bad decision is not going to be made because I'm going to take the time to educate them and not let them make the bad decision. And how many people don't look at it that way of I'm going to take the time because guess what? It is a lot of time. And that time away from your business and that time that you're not behind a polisher and that time that you're not making money, educating someone, hey, a lot of times it doesn't work out and you don't make any money. But the other times it does work out, you have lifelong clients, you, you have return business, and then you start to build a reputation of, hey, this guy knows what the hell he's talking about. And so, so overall, that's the real would, conversation. So, so overall, we would say your view of competition, and let's close out, uh, let's close out this series with our own views, right? Let's yeah. throw out your own. So overall what is what is your overall view of competition how do you handle it and what's your parting words uh I th when thinking about competition for young detailers i think competition's great you know that's competition allows customer service to get better clients get better uh results because there's competition in the marketplace you know we use this 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 all the time amazon 
having two day shipping, we used to have to wait weeks to get stuff. Mm -hmm. Now we're getting it from everybody in days. Well, yeah. Amazon came in the marketplace and raised the level. And so that competition has made us all have a better life, right? Hey, if I, if I need to get some oil delivered to my house to cook on, I can have it that, that same day. Hey, this is awesome. Well, that wasn't Love really it. possible a decade ago. Okay. And that was because nobody in the marketplace was pushing the envelope the way Amazon is now. And so my view on competition is it's fine. The second view is, so everybody does, you know, understands that we get it. I understand the cheap detailer exists. Okay. I understand the frustration around it. I understand being pissed off by it. I understand being, you know, sad that the consumer got ripped off. I get all that, but you can't act as if it's going to go somewhere. It's going to be here forever. It's going to happen in every industry. Detailing isn't special. There's cheap electricians. There's cheap plumbers. Uh, there's cheap diamonds. Uh, there's cheap everything. Okay. So that's never leaving. And the last point is if you're losing the competition, you need to look at your pricing model, your customer experience model, everything that you're doing and say, okay, look, I'm getting beat. Everybody loses, but I'm going to now assess what I'm doing. And I'm not going to assess it through someone else's lens. I'm going to assess it what I know is going on in my town right now. And I'm going to take this information. And I'm going to build a better company. And if you don't have the wherewithal to do that, don't be in business. It's okay. It's okay to say, Hey, this wasn't what I thought. No big deal. I'm just going to go back to working for someone because this isn't for me. It's okay to say that it's okay to fail. It's okay to have problems. But if the problems suffocate you, like this cheap detailer down the street suffocates you every day on the forum, look, man, this isn't for you. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you want to really have success, you need to take that information, develop a better program, a better customer experience, a better everything for your business. And that's where you're going to find success. I don't get consumed by any of this. I just don't. And again, I go back to that writer rich thing. I want to be rich as a business. So I'm going to just worry about my business. I'm not going to try to be right. I'm not going to go scream and yell at people. I'm not going to get on a forum. I'm going to go talk to the customer more and more and, and develop leads and try to get people to buy into what we're doing. And, and that's all that I can really control. Yeah. For me, uh, I, my view on competition is where I'll start on my closing uh, statements is, you know, I, I grew up playing a lot of sports. Uh, one of the biggest sports that I grew up playing was baseball. Through baseball, uh, you definitely put yourself out there. You had to learn how to perform the game, how to play the game, how everything about the game. And at the end of the game, you always walked across that home plate and told the other team, good job. Now, 30 seconds later, you wanted to knock the ball out of the park. You wanted to strike the kid out. You wanted to throw him out from, you know, behind yeah, the, the catcher mount. You, whatever you wanted to do, and you wanted to destroy him, right? You wanted to win but you did it in a sportsmanship mentality. And, and that's why I think it would be wonderful if the detailing community brought in a little bit more sportsmanship to where, hey, it's okay that we have 15 different coatings. It's okay that we have, you know, X amount of this. And it's okay if the detailer down the street does it for 75 bucks and you do it for 125, 500 versus a thousand, whichever, it's okay. As we've said, you know what? You've got to work on yourself. We're always going to have competition. And at, at the base of it, competition is better, right? In baseball, as you continue to grow through the ranks, making this team into that team and hopefully getting to play college and doing different stuff, right? 
competition gets tighter as you continue to climb. Yep. Competition gets more fierce as you continue to grow. If you start at one part of detailing and you move to a second part of detailing, right? Let's go, which you mentioned, mobile to shop, okay? Yep. If somebody wants to do a shop, guess what? It's gonna be a whole different level of competition than it was when you were a mobile detailer. And if you go to a on-site at some other place, you know what? You're gonna have another form of competition. Understanding yep. that you'll never not have competition is a really great way of doing it and understanding that, hey, everybody's gonna be your competitor at the same time, right? To me, it's that yin and yang. It's a pool and play of everybody's my competitor and nobody's my competitor. I'm gonna work on myself. I'm gonna make my team better. I'm gonna perform the best way that I can. You know what? At the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, I'm gonna tell everybody, hey, good job. Hopefully you had a great day. You know, that's, yeah. that's the way we view competition and we're yep. out to play just like everybody else. Yep, and I'd say to build on that, the last thought is, relax on the negativity, man. Yeah. It's just going to kill your business. It's going to kill you and your downtime. You know, you're online and you're typing furiously. It's like, just relax, man. I mean, yeah. just, you know, getting caught up in this negativity of, and again, there's a big difference between constructive conversation and having the same conversation a thousand times. So, you know, it, it's, it's well. reality, uh, you know, is different than the internet and reality is these people aren't going anywhere. Let's try hard and, and move on with your life. Wow, what a great episode. Detailers, are you loving these episodes or what? Hey, you know what else you're going to love? You need to hop onto the community pub and have a beer with other detailers while we sit around and chop it up, right? This is a super relaxed, fun atmosphere, literally like you're hanging out at your house drinking a beer with a bunch of other detailers. So, if you like drinking beer, you like getting info and chatting around back and forth with other detailers across the country, hop on to the community pub every Wednesday at 7.30. 7.30 Central, that is. So go to Zoom. You can go to it on your mobile phone or on your laptop or desktop, right? Go to Zoom. Get into the meeting group ID 918-800-1188. Wednesday, 7.30 Central. Come have a beer with the community.